Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer in Zurich. We've got a packed show for you today, not only wrapping up the markets news generally, but also insights from what's going on in the energy markets and the latest thinking from our CIO. I'm delighted to tell you that our latest Beyond Markets podcast episode was published yesterday. In it, our head of equity strategy research talks to one of my investment writing colleagues about the key takeaways from the Q3 earnings season. If you prefer to listen to a German podcast, a German version is also available on our Market Analysen and Gespräche channel. All of the podcasts can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as the Julius Baer website and the Julius Baer Insights app. So let's move on to the markets. I'm sorry to say that I think the main word I'm going to be saying on the show today is down. US markets all closed down yesterday with the Dow Jones, the best performer, closing a tick below flat on the day. The S&P slipped 0.8% and the Nasdaq 100 closed down 1.4%. News from the retail giant Target weighed heavily on US markets. The company reported a decline in sales as families deal with high inflation heading into the biggest shopping season of the year for retailers. The stock closed down over 13% on the day. Well, Americans might not be spending at Target, but they're clearly spending somewhere. US retail sales saw the biggest increase in eight months yesterday, coming in at 1.3% for October, outpacing estimates and indicating that Fed tightening has got further to run to get inflation under control. Unfortunately, things didn't get any better in Asia overnight, with the main indices all in the red and the Hang Seng falling 2.5% as Chinese technology stocks saw sharp losses. This was after Tencent announced that it intends to distribute the majority of its 22 billion US dollar stake in Maituan, a food delivery company, in dividends as it works to reduce its holdings in the country's technology sector. A warning by China's central bank of rising inflation also hurt sentiment. In Japan, the country reported a trade deficit of US dollar 15 and a half billion, bigger than forecast. The market response was mixed, but not excessive. In the bond markets, the 10-year US Treasury yield temporarily sank below 3.7%, and the spread between it and the two-year yield continued to fall deeper into negative territory. This inverted yield curve, where shorter-dated bonds offer a better yield than longer ones, is considered to be a warning of recession. Commodities saw the price of West Texas Intermediate Crude fall to the lowest level in three weeks, $84.40 a barrel, and gold fell 0.7%. What to watch out for today? Well, we've got Eurozone CPI and US housing starts, as well as initial jobless claims. And finally, I'm afraid I'm back where I began. It looks as if the European markets will be opening lower today. That's it for the markets wrap. Now I'm joined by Norbert Rucker, our head of macro and next generation research, who's going to update us on the energy markets. Good morning to you, Norbert. Morning, thanks. Well, let's first have a look at the oil market. Uh, Things really have not changed that much on the oil market. So storage, the supply situation continues to incrementally improve because demand is rather stagnant and production just inches up. And you mentioned it before, uh, especially North American prices are down. And this is really the reflection on how strongly production grows, especially in North America, especially across the shale basins. The topic remains the big topic, the upcoming embargo of the European Union against uh, Russian oil. This might create some uncertainty, but um, if you look back, one of the astonishing elements of the year really has been how well and how swiftly the world adjusted to the massive momentous rerouting of the Russian supply chain. So basically the West, um, Europe particularly, hasn't been buying much of Russian oil as of late since the outbreak of the war in Ukraine um, and all the flows have been basically rerouted uh, towards uh, Asia. 
So there's some uncertainty with the full embargo, but it seems that very little supply is lost and thus this is not something that should ultimately really change the supply situation drastically in the oil market. Um, given that these trends should more or less remain, we stick to our neutral views. We see prices dropping below US dollar 90 per barrel in the coming month and then even uh, further down a longer term outlook towards the end of next year. If you turn uh, energy markets, if we turn to Europe and on the natural gas, there the nervousness definitely prevails. Uh, shouldn't be also surprising given how hectic things have been on this market. So prices are zigzagging, are swinging quite wildly. But the natural gas price in Europe are down massively from the peaks reached in September. They're really considerably lower. And the situation is that uh, thanks to these high prices, uh, Europe basically attracted lots of super chilled, so-called liquefied or LNG uh, natural gas, and was able to fully compensate the shortfall of Russian supplies. What also came to the help is a bit of a mild start into winter, and we're back in a situation basically where storage, gas storage in, in Europe is full to its brim. Um, some cargoes even have to wait in lines until there's actually space to unload. So the energy situation really turned, uh, basically uh, the pendulum has swung from one side to the other extreme. Some of these elements obviously might more rather be temporary, but nevertheless, the fear, the risks of running into energy scarcity really has completely diminished. And um, you know a bit our views, we think that these elements in there are at play for the longer term. We believe that price is going to ease, maybe they even ease faster than we actually projected. And then very soon we're going to be back in a new world that very much feels like the old world. So overall, we stick to our bearish shoes. We still see more downside. Um, European gas prices, there's also for the overall energy complex, including electricity prices. That's it from energy markets. Thanks so much, Norbert. And now it's Thursday, so it's time for our weekly update on our CIO views. Nicholas Jordan joins me to fill us in. Welcome to the show, Nicholas. Thank you, Bernadette, and good morning, everyone. Well, as we all know, US inflation data for the month of October finally surprised investors positively. However, as you just heard from Bernadette as well, inflation is very hard to predict, especially in the short term, as its components are so numerous and volatile. The only certainty is that money supply growth has collapsed this year and the monetary impulse should now put downward pressure on prices of goods and services. The better than expected inflation print for October came at a time when sentiment and positioning of fast-moving, high-turnover capital pools were very bearish. The associated short covering of these opportunistic positions was unusually violent, with the S&P 500 up 5.5% and the Nasdaq up 7.3% on the trading day. It is safe to say that real money, so the money of unleveraged investors with slower decision frequencies, has not yet moved. The current consensus perception is that we are witnessing a second rally in a bear market that is not over. Following the release of the latest US inflation figures last week, we bought back the second half of our bearish S&P 500 protection put in place in mid-August. Between now and the end of the year, we still have November inflation data and a final FOMC meeting to get through. In view of inflation, the risk is more symmetrical than it was last month. The monetary tightening-induced decline of 2022 is likely to be over, but the recovery will be volatile and cumbersome as long as the Fed and ECB stick to their 2% inflation targets. Another largely discussed topic during the IC was the recent development in the crypto markets. Last week, in the midst of the FTX saga, 
Bitcoin lost more than 22%, trading down to almost 16,000 US dollars, while Ethereum lost more than 24%. So, what conclusions can we draw at this stage? Well, for our part, we have taken a constructive but cautious approach to digital assets. Constructive, because the innovation potential of blockchain technology is considerable. Cautious, because we are aware that these assets are ultra-sensitive to liquidity, as the downturn in the first half of 2022 has impressively demonstrated. At this stage, even the most enthusiastic proponents of the blockchain technology admit that it will take some time to recover from recent accidents. The industry is set to evolve towards greater regulation and convergence with the centralized financial system, in which many business models will have to adapt to the digitalization of assets. Bitcoin will remain the original native token, the digital gold, so to say. However, strategically, we continue to favor productive assets, such as the S&P 500. That's all from my side. Back to you, Bernadette. Thank you for updating us, Nicholas. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for joining in. Nicholas mentioned digital assets earlier. If you're interested in those, join us on the show tomorrow when we'll have an update on both currencies and crypto assets. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Wealth Insights is a podcast series where Julius Bear experts discuss topics from a wealth management perspective. Whether it's starting a business, preparing for retirement, or transferring wealth to the next generation, our experts provide answers to the relevant questions. Available now on all good platforms, search for Wealth Insights on your favourite podcast player.